Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist, John J.P. Parker, are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. We are continuing the series on recharging. Um, we've talked about several different areas that you need to recharge. And today we're talking about faith recharge. Apparently BJ feels like I'm the expert in this. So let the drum rolls and the jokes. Um, uh, and I'll do my best not to use curse words. Um, so, okay. Somebody's a little salty over there. Huh? I, I mean, I'm just, you know, you got jokes. So, you know, whenever you're ready. If this was back in the day, I would say touch not God's anointed. Or don't put your mouth on the man of God, but I won't put no hexes on you. So um, I'll let that slide. Sir, what's your input on this faith recharge? Yeah, I think that um, the, the faith recharge is so so powerful because I feel like we're coming to a faith crisis um, as a society. And the need to figure out, man, what does a recharge look like You know, after going through so many different things? And so I'm excited to dive in today to just talk through, man, how do you restore your faith? You know, everybody's talking about getting up their money. Um, and friendship goals, but but what does it look like in today's time to get your faith recharged? So yeah, really excited to get into this. See how easily you kind of just was <laughs> trying to be slick, like ah, ha ha. Let's just get into this. This is I wonder what's going to happen. Um, I catch your tone, sir. So uh, faith recharge. Yes, faithless society. Things are happening. We're moving in a direction where everybody wants to be free. They want to be able to. Uh, label themselves. They want to have their pronouns correct. They want to have, you know, all these different things, which is fine. You know, it's, it's for the culture to do what you do. Uh, but on some level, I think because of just the history of religious institutions, uh, especially with Western Christianity, a lot of people are kind of seeing and fed up with the hypocrisies. They're tired of the atrocities. They're kind of worn out with the theologies and the doctrines that don't really help with life. You know, some 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 people, I, I guess, depends on who you ask. I would think there's a, a I won't say inadequacy. I will say, what's the word I want to use? Irrelevant. Irrelevant. But just even the idea of like, it, it doesn't match. Like these two things don't match. You remember that when you're a kid, like looking at two pictures, these two things don't match. Yeah. So when you have a faith that says like, hey, love and peace and harmony and sharing of resources and all these different things, and then the actual faith itself doesn't live up to that, people can kind of get like disillusions with what it's supposed to be. Uh, and I, so for me, the essence of faith recharge is just kind of working through how do we continue to claim to be a follower of the teachings of Jesus Christ, um, to live that lifestyle, and how to kind of shed the skin of what shenanigans you've been brought up in or been taught to believe and, and things of that nature. For me, just illustration-wise, I think my life up until this point has just been a culmination of 20 years in the faith and feeling as if every corner I've turned, I find myself in a position or in a box that isn't very comfortable. And I think I'm at a place now where I recognize that it's not me, it's them. Hmm. Um, what do you, hold on. What do you mean by, what do you mean? It's not 
not you, it's them. What do you mean? Yeah. So most institutions you're a part of are going to have rules and regulations, right? They're going to have stipulations. They're going to have what you can do and what you can't do, um, which are very often traditions that, that men have created. Um, and you can follow all of their rules and all their traditions and still find yourself in a dark place. Um, you may get to the gates and you'd be like, hey, bro, I don't even know who you are. Um, it's a lot of things that can happen when you're just following rules and regulations. No, you didn't like that? <laughs> no, no, I love it. I'm, 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 you get them in. You, you uh, slide them in all the way through. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so on that note, I'm just saying like, you know, when you're, for me, oh, and I've realized like, oh, I'm not crazy. Like I've been reading books and kind of tapping in and, and checking out culture and, and being more intentional about uh, navigating my ship, as they like to say, is the wrong thing to do. Oh, you can't be the captain of your soul. Like I feel like I'm not the literal, like, inch, like, I don't own my soul. There's someone else who's in charge of that thing, but I do believe I can captain my faith uh, in a way that's beneficial for me and for that's helpful for me to love God and love others. And so that's what we're on. for me on this recharge is like, how do I better love God? How do I better love others um, while maintaining a faith integrity that actually um, is in line with the text and what I believe God would have us do? Good. Good. That's a long way to get into your introduction, but that's that's good though. So that's what you um, asked. If you want to do the intro, you do the intro. Uh, no, I'm not doing an intro. You did a great job. Um, yeah, let me think about a time when I was in a faith low, you know, and I think, you know, it's just kind of like your battery. Um, uh, you know, my kids are always asking for the charger, JP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're like, where's the charger? And I can't ever find my charger for whatever reason because I just haven't wised up. Yeah to get a different color. So all of them look alike. So all of them are white chargers with the same cube. Yeah. Uh, My wife is wised up already, but I have not yet. And so I'm always looking for my charger because they are always asking, dude, where's the charger at? And it's because the battery is always draining low. Um, It doesn't matter how much you love it. It doesn't matter how much you enjoy it. It doesn't matter how much um, you appreciate it. Over time, the, the battery will begin to drain. And I think that in my life, because of how I started in my faith, I believed that my battery would never drain, right? Um, I remember someone saying to me at a major event, hey, you know, I'm so excited about the passion that you have in your life, in your faith. Don't lose that. And I remember thinking to myself, what do you mean don't lose it? Like, this is natural. This is going to happen. This is consistent. This is who I am. And JP, life has a funny way of humbling you. Right. 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 Making you realize that the things that you thought you would never do, you would never say, you would never be like gradually you find yourself in a situation where it's not as simple as it is. And so I would just say for me, a lot of my um, some of the, the, the very significant challenges of watching my faith battery be low um, really revolved around the 2015, 2016 kind of season of life. And it was when I realized kind of what you were saying, that many of the institutional things that were being said and being heralded around, they were not living up to that. And I'm like, well, if y'all not living up to this, what am I supposed to do? Right? While going through my own personal life, my own personal journey, all my own personal thing. And I remember waking up one day and looking at the clock on a Sunday morning. I was like, I don't want to get out of bed. This is not a good use of my time because my battery was low, right? Like I needed to recharge. And yet the thing that I was looking to institutionally, I didn't even believe that it had the full integrity that I was going to it for, right? And so 
I think that, you know, many people, JP, wake up one day and find themselves low and they never intended to be there. And now they got to get out. That's in my experience, my own faith drain, my battery being drained, and even just how I got there. What do you think, JP? How do people get to this place where their faith battery gets drained? I think you alluded to a lot of it early on. How do we get to this place? How how have you seen people get to this place where they're just done? They don't want any more of anything that has to do with faith. So, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, man, people get into the place of faith drain. I mean, you know, everybody's journey is different and things happen in different ways for different people. Um, but I think, I wouldn't say I think, but for me, on an overall level, it was the consistent messages that I was receiving that were opposite of how I feel like I was internally processing my faith. And what I mean mm. by that is like the first quote I was in, it was always about like- Slow down, slow down, slow down. Don't say that so fast. Say it again. So <laughs> the anyway, first one. Um, you said it like you just got a pair of jeans. <laughs> I mean, you know, keep it moving. I don't know. The first time I got some jeans. Say it again. <laughs> the first what you was in? The first uh, what? Institution of chicanery. <laughs> institution of chicanery. Um, so with Go this ahead. institution of chicanery, I basically got the message consistently over and over that I was a rebel, that I wasn't following in line, that I wasn't willing to submit to the man of God, you know, I wasn't submitting to the spirit, like all of these different things in reality, they were just up to some, some nonsense. And so, because I didn't fall in line with the nonsense and kind of just had this tug, like, yo, like what is happening? What are y'all doing? Um, it became problematic. I became problematic. And then I leave from there, go to, you know, move across the country, go to another institution. And they were just, you know, on some other stuff uh, that I felt like was um, <laughs> reminiscent of what? What do you? What? No, nothing. I just was just thinking of something hilarious. <laughs> go ahead. Would you like to share with the class? Would you like to share with Mr. Thompson? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It'd be inappropriate. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. You moved across the country and what happens <laughs> again? I'm waiting for you to finish. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Go I ahead. moved across the country and there was another level of shenanigans where, you know, if uh, I didn't have all of these spiritual disciplines and if the Bible wasn't infallible and I wasn't washing my wife in the word and I wasn't uh, doing all these other different things, all these different rules and regulations, then I was an oddball. And so it just, it just, um, every institution I think I've been a part of had its own set of rules and regulations that didn't quite jive with what I felt the spirit was doing through me and to me. Um, some le- some things were okay, some things weren't, but for the most part, I was always left, I was left feeling as if I was a problem and something was wrong with me. So over time, over 20 years of that, I just became depleted. And when I uh, was in South Africa and I had the experience of like, pure joy and using my time, talents, and treasures uh, for the Lord and to love God better. Well, God doesn't need my time, talent, or treasure to feel loved, but in order to love people in a way that I felt God was calling me to love them, I was able to use my time, talent, and treasure in a way that I hadn't felt in 20 years. Um, And so I was like, oh, shoot, I wasn't a part of, I wasn't affiliated with an institution. I didn't, uh, I, I intentionally wasn't uh, giving tithes or offering to this particular institution that I, we frequented the most. Uh, instead, I used my actual money and resources and food and clothes and gave and gave and gave and did for people. Um, 
And instead of keeping the building's lights on, I help people put food in their stomach, you know what I'm saying? Or to get physically fit or to uh, get spiritually fit. You know, I was intentional about having those relationships with people. And I feel like I flourished the most that I've ever have in a year and a half almost than I had in the previous 19 years of my, my faith walk or whatever. Um, so for me, getting to the question of recharge and feeling like how I, I won't say lost charge, but kind of how I kind of, my batteries got ran down. It was just this consistent feeling as if something's wrong with me, not fitting into these systems um, and these rules and regulations. Um, then also feeling as if uh, what God had called me to do for people, which was a general call. It wasn't some, you know, what's my vision for 2018, 19, 20. It was just some, you know, love God, love others, use my time, talent, and treasures for the benefit of others. And it was a simple faith that did so much for me. And it just filled me up, you know, and I didn't realize how depleted I had been in those previous years. So, the, you know, one of the observations that I have about people getting to the drain, the faith drain, is I think faith drains when you believe that you're giving more than what you actually receive. What I mean by that is oftentimes we can be put in a situation where, you know, you're asked to volunteer, you're asked to do this, you're asked to do that. And, you know, at a certain point, you start giving more than you receive. And so it's it's similar to like a bank account. Like, you ever uh, overspent your debit your debit account? Nah, that's a you problem, bro. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes, I well, have. I have. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and those overdraft fees, right? Like yep, they hit yep. you with the for real overdraft fees, right? Yeah. Which is and, illegal in most states, but yes, uh huh. Yes, but they hit you up with the overdraft fees, right? Which are more than what you actually spent. And the reason is, is that you are spending more than you're actually depositing, right? And so one of my observations about kind of this faith recharge and drain and how people get there, I think that you get to a place where, you know, if you're in any institution, doesn't matter what it is, you're there listening and learning. And at some point, they start asking you to serve. Um, But that service becomes more of you spending than you actually receiving, right? And so we don't even expect for you to receive anything because now your sole role for being here is to give, 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 give. And I think that at a certain point when life starts to really hit you, when you begin to really go through some things, sometimes you're just not able to give like you thought. And I think the disconnect is, you know, you kind of know that you're Burn out? Uh, would you say we don't rust out? We burn out? <laughs> what's the, what's the slogan again? I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to help you. Uh, you should help me with this. Nah. Yeah. Well, in the, in the words of a wise man uh, from Sacramento, we don't rust out. We burn out. Right? Wear out. Wear out, man. Wear we, we out. Get it right. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of know that you are not being fed, but you you find so much value in helping others that you forget yourself, right? And I think that a lot of ways, this faith burnout, the way that people get to the need of grave, every charge is because they're no longer taking care of themselves. That they're finding so much value in helping others and serving others and doing for others for the glory of you know their creator that they don't even think for a moment, yo, how am I taking care of me, right? And so I think that, you know, it's almost like the perfect cocktail that we're living in these days, right? Like, 
we're in a perfect cocktail for a fake fallout because when you see moral hypocrisy happen within faith institutions where they do not coincide with the moral values that they herald, that they would shame people for, that they would even ostracize and alienate and discipline people for, you see leaders living in hypocrisy while feeling in a lot of ways that you have not received a return on your investment, it is the recipe for a faith fallout, right? Um, And I would say that a faith fallout may be worse than any other type of fallout because at the core of it, um, when you begin to say your faith is no longer something you entertain, you want to invest in, and you want to grow in, you are actually stripping yourself from a core tenet of your humanity, right? And that's the fact that you are a spirit in a body, not a body with a spirit, right? And so the, the, the faith recharge to me is when you recognize, I need to start taking care of me. You know, I need to start doing things for me, not to the exclusion of others, but to the inclusion of others in a way that's balanced in how I debit. So what do you think, JP? How can we start recharging uh, in our faith? Being in charge of your faith, uh, not destiny, be faith journey. Be the, boss faith, be, journey. Be, be the boss of your journey, right? Um, because I feel like we're often too eager to be led, right? We will We will give up our relationship with God, our ability to hear from Him directly, our ability to commune with Him directly, to have somebody else do that for us. All right. We'll give our authority over to the pastor. We'll give our authority over to the first lady if you have one. We'll give our authority over to the elders, the deacons, the bishop, whoever, um, because we'll go to them and sit at their feet and let them tell us what God would have us to to hear, to let them teach us, to let them mold us, to let them guide us. Um, when I believe that a role of one in the, the office of a elder or a pastor is to help you on your faith journey, not to not to be your guide per se. It's you know what I'm saying, to walk alongside you, not not walk in front of you. Um, and so once we start giving up our power, our connection, our ability to commune with God directly, uh, in order to have somebody else give us the sacraments in order to give, have somebody else to take the communion for us and place, place the bread on our tongue and give us the cup to drink, we lose that connection and we lose that power. Um, and you know, we, we have to get back into a place or get to a place where are intentional about, yeah, just, just, just connecting um, and reading for... So it gets tricky, right? Because when you talk about like reading the text for yourself and like we we all have lenses, right? We have, all have culture. We all have things that have kind of uh, invaded our... Uh, what do you want to say? Um, created bias. Created a bias that gives, gives us a lens, gives us a lens that... Uh, has kind of tainted our ability to see things properly, and I'm 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 going on a little tangent, but I'm I'm bringing it back. For instance, Bring it home. For we talk about recharge, right? So for me, once I got with some some people who understand like Jewish idioms, uh, and was breaking down like certain texts that I was understanding wrong because Western people had given me an idea of what something meant, like a you know a proverb or something that Jesus said, or whatever the case may be. I'm like, oh, that doesn't mean that. And like, you guys have known that this means this for over however many years the Bible's been in existence. And I'm just like, bro, like this is nuts to me. And so little things like that, I'm like, okay, I got to, I had to figure out how to attack this text from a different understanding. I need to read with some different people. I might need to get with some Jewish folks. I might need to, you know what I'm saying? Do some things differently so that I can get a hold of like what these, what these things mean. Right. I think uh, for the recharge, it's like clearing the voices out of your head and being very intentional about who you're allowing to influence 
how you understand the Bible, how you understand your faith, how you live and walk amongst other people. I would say even exploring different expressions like, uh, you know, whether it's house church or house gathering, whatever you call it, whether it's, you know, you grew up in Pentecostalism or Southern Baptist or whatever, maybe go to an Anglican church and see how they're getting it in. Um, I think just exploring different approaches to the faith so that you uh, can experience something different and find out what it is that actually works for you. Because I think we, we spend too much time being locked into this box of the faith that we came into. Of Again, for me, it was, wasn't necessarily that I was at a Pentecostal holiness church when I became a believer, because uh, I think those, there's probably institutions or people that are in those institutions that understand and get this Christian life. But more so, I was, I was locked into these people, and I thought these people had it. And so I kept finding myself around similar people. Ooh, go ahead. Yeah. And go, so go their, their perspective, the way they saw the world, the way they did things, was plaguing me everywhere I went. So I think I just dropped a whole lot of stuff. Hopefully, the people will pause and uh, rewind and take these notes. But I think the idea is that, yeah, you got to you gotta approach the faith differently. Oh, one big thing is I tell people experiencing God. So you, you do sessions with people or you talk to people and they're like, oh, well, I'll just read my scriptures and pray. And I'm like, that's cool. But how are you experiencing God? What else can you do to experience God, to recharge your faith? How do you go and be in nature and be in this creation? How do you go in and, and look at the sunset and, and watch the, the sunrise or whatever the case may be and, and be in awe of God's glory? How do you spend time with people? How do you, you know, how do you find yourself in these spaces and places where you're experiencing God on all these different levels and not just like only leaving your faith to reading and, and praying? This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. What I'm hearing you say, JP, in, in terms of recharge, and, and if you are listening, um, I want you to pause just for a moment, and I want you to hit subscribe if you have not hit subscribe. Um, and I also want you to hit share uh, on this episode for anyone that you believe that this episode specifically will be helpful for. Okay, take three seconds and go ahead and send it to somebody. One, two, three. Okay. What I hear you saying, JP, is you need to know thyself, right? In order to love thyself, you need to know thyself. And I think that, man, one of the reasons why there's so much abuse in these institutions is you kind of get spoon-fed something that you kind of know is not what you want or what you need in this season, but you do it because it's under the guise of that which is sound and good and all these different things. And, you know, one of the things that's really troubling about how we talk about, you know, one's faith is, oh, you're in a sound place. 
And I would say, JP, everybody thinks they sound, right? There's yes, not everybody. one institution mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. doesn't think that they're doing things correctly and they're doing them to the best of their ability. And I think this is the misnomer about how people are living out the truths of what they believe is that everybody thinks that. You know, you're not going to run into many people who are saying that they're intentionally being deceptive uh, or they're intentionally hindering others from being able to know that which is true. And so I think one of the things that we haven't taught people is we have not taught them how to eat and feed for themselves. And then we have not entrusted them with the ability to discern for themselves at appropriate times, right? So here's what's troubling for me, okay? And this is just real practical. Unless you become someone who is a clergy and you work for an institution and now you're getting a paycheck and whatnot, we don't believe that you can be mature enough to hear from your creator for yourself. And to me, that's troubling and that is problematic, right? Because what it says is, is that at no point outside of you becoming a clergyman will you be able to have the possessed power to make a decision around what you need, even if you've gone through all the programs and processes. And so then I'm asking, what's the program and processes for? Are the programs and processes meant to just keep us in this infancy, in dependency on you? as one individual who hears from the creator, or are they designed to help empower and equip people gradually over time so that they can make decisions and join in in the voices, right? And so faith recharge is just as much about you taking ownership for your faith as it is the entities taking accountability for their faults, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And so what I would say is, man, the need for us to experience our creator is something that we don't need to just flippantly give over because we've been hurt. You know, we sad, somebody disappointed us. Um, People have been living in a way that's contradictory. Like all those things are fine. And those things, you know, though they are very painful, do not let anybody rob you from being in relationship with your creator, right? And so I would say faith recharge would mean us being much more critical about what it means to be in relationship so that we can experience the fullness of those things in whatever we need in the season. So maybe in this season, you need a place that's a lot more quiet and a lot less busy. That's on you to decide where is a place where you can commune, where you can be more quiet? Uh, maybe in this season, you need a little bit more intellectual rigor, where someone is talking intellectually and giving you more insight in there. That's on you. Where are the places? Who are the people who can give you more intellectual insight on this, on your text, right? Maybe you need a fuller experience with the, with the spirit, where your emotions need to be jolted. Where are the places where you know Man, these people really are wrestling through that. Because of the way we have dissected communities of faith, you have to somewhat a la carte, right, based off of your needs, this relationship to be grown, right? And so I would just say part of the faith recharge for us, and I just close with this, JP, is us realizing that we are not victim to another man Mm. or woman. 
mm-hmm. um, that we have the power to create and we have the power to choose for ourselves what it is that we need. And if we do not respond, then we're not just forsaking the institution, we're forsaking ourselves, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I just think taking the ownership over your faith and not just allowing yourself to spend years and years of grieving and, oh, you're just not going to do nothing. And I'm saying, that's you still being controlled by the system. The fact that you think that the individual or individuals who hurt you have the totality on the creator, that is you being controlled by the system. That is you missing out on a divine um, experience. And I would say, you don't have to do that. Um, You can choose today to do so. So what would you say, practical steps to get that faith recharged? What what can we practically do? Yeah, I think, I mean, you hit on it um, for the most part. I think one is, uh, (laughs) I'm not going to give you too many alley-oops. So yeah, you got it. Definitely uh, get a, a guide, right? Um, and it, it looks different for different people, whether it's a life coach, whether it's a therapist, um, whether it's a, a good friend, whether it's an older person. One thing I do realize is that of our generation, I think because of how older folks kind of, and I guess it's, you know, you seen the OK Boomer like meme. Um, no, no, no. So OK Boomer. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? You haven't seen that? I have not. Okay, so basically it's like a, a shot that either millennials or Gen Xs take on like uh, baby boomers or whatever, like when they say something ridiculous or they're not really- Okay, feeling, boomer. Like, yeah, like <laughs> baby boomer, like chill out, baby boomer. Um, so there's a disconnect between the elders uh, and, and and the younger, right? That's maybe been happening for a while, but I think we're at a place where I'm recognizing I don't have a lot of OGs in the faith that I respect mm. in my life that I that I need to have communication with. Even if, even if they- you are of a, a a slant or a tilt that I don't necessarily bang with. I just need OGs in my life. Uh, for those that don't know, OGs an older person in my life who's been walking in faith, uh, that's been communing with God, that's been on a journey for much longer than I have to kind of just to help me with the recharge, right? To help me sharpen things, to help me think through things, to help me see through things from a different lens. Um, and I think that that's one element that we're missing a lot in our culture today is that we don't respect the elders enough, you know what I'm saying, to sit down with them and to talk through things and to, and to work through ideas. The other thing is is making sure that uh, you do your due diligence, man. Like it's, I think it's time out for people to just be blindly walking and living this faith and then having people that they allow to be leaders in their lives or to sit under their teachings or whatever the case may be and them to be on some other stuff, some BS, like some like, yo, like what are we doing right now? What are we talking about? And to just blindly fall into somebody else's vision for their church, for their institution, whatever, and then you're not fulfilling your own vision in your life. And so if you're not fulfilling your own vision or what God has for you to do in your own life, you're going to fall victim to, to, to shenanigans and things that you shouldn't be in. Um, and you're just going to cause you to to decline, decline, decline in that battery to be on dead. Yeah. So if you listen to this and you say, man, I'm overwhelmed. There's a lot here. Um, I want you to go ahead and head over to the buildabetterus.com website. Um, there are qualified coaches who would love to walk with you, love to to take on your personal situation. Um, click Get Involved, uh, or programs, I believe it is. And then you can just select someone who will walk with you um, so that you think we can make this journey a lot simpler. Um, JP, our job is to help you become a better you so that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.